Hello and welcome to the Sacred Hour podcast. Um, I'm at a loss for words right now. Um, usually I'm pretty upbeat, but uh, today not so much. Um, I'll talk about it in a moment. Let me give uh, two phone numbers, though. Uh, the first number is to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's uh, 24 hours. And it, you can reach them at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And they're available 24 hours a day. And that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And then also, if you're a veteran and you're having um, suicidal issues or suicidal thoughts, or you just need somebody to talk to, you can call the Veterans Crisis Line at one 800 273 8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 and then you press one so veterans would just press one hey that's the same number i think let me see okay but yeah so veterans you would press one and uh these these phone these this these lines What's the same number? So this line is anonymous and it's confidential and it's uh, available to anybody. And uh, today we'll be talking about is suicide. The answer is suicide. The answer. And um, the reason that I'm doing this show is because, I mean, I've, I've known a couple of people who have committed suicide over the years. Um, the last guy I knew that committed suicide, he um, took his own life. That was two years ago. But uh, sadly, um, yesterday I was informed, well, actually Friday, Friday night, um, I found out that one of my friends that I was in Iraq with, that I served in Iraq with while in the army, um, he committed suicide and took his life. And, uh, I, I'm just, man, and to make it so bad, he had just added me as a friend, um, a month ago like a little less than a month ago. And I, I mean, I hadn't seen him since 2005, since we had came back from Iraq, you know, and I haven't, I hadn't talked to him really since then. So when he added me on Facebook, I was like, Oh wow. You know, I haven't seen this guy in years, you know? And, um, I went on his page and, um, I saw where he had, you know, been putting up posts, you know, usually on Facebook or any social media site. If somebody's crying out for help, you can usually tell by their posts. And um, he had been putting up posts about, you know, um, I mean, he didn't say he was feeling that way, but the posts would say, hey, you know, I'm struggling alone or, hey, you know, veterans have PTSD or the post would say, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing the best I can, but I don't know, you know, you know, it was just real. I don't know. I just I hate that, man. I hate that, man. And. Uh, they say the statistics, the statistics are that, you know, as, as far as military veterans, um, you know, there's 22 suicides a day, which if that is true, that there's 22 suicides a day with military veterans. I mean, it's it's it's. And I mean, there's there's things out here. I mean, I you I can't say, oh, you know, America's not trying or America's not. Uh, no, nah, I mean, the, the veterans crisis line, I've called the veterans crisis line three times. And um, I've been locked up in a psychiatric ward due to post-traumatic stress disorder three times. And um, 
But it's real out here, man. It's real out here. I physically stopped somebody from trying to commit suicide when I was in Iraq. He took his M16 and put it in his mouth and was about to blow the trigger because he found out that his wife was uh, sleeping uh, with his best friend. And it made it so bad she had just had their daughter. And it was supposed to be a happy time in his life, even though he was in, a, in war with me. But to find out that your wife, who just had your child, is sleeping with your best friend and to make it so bad, that day me and him were on tower guard duty together and he said he had called home and his friend picked up the phone. And he said, hey, man, what are you doing picking up the phone in my house? And then his wife ran to the phone and got the phone and said, hey, you know, if you didn't know by now, you know, this is what's you know going on. And he couldn't take it, you know. He couldn't take it. Uh, the phone is ringing. Hopefully that's somebody uh, somebody calling the Sacred Hour podcast for uh, to give a donation. Hopefully a million dollars. OK, it stopped. Maybe they heard me. But uh, I'm just in a I'm just in a somber mood right now, man. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I grabbed the guy um, and, and grabbed a gun and said, man, you got to put that gun down. And I talked to him and I and, you know, I talked him out of it, man. Um, nobody wants to be in a situation like that. Thank God he didn't take his life. Um, but my other friend here, um, I guess we weren't best friends or nothing, but I mean, you know, to go through war with somebody and then they come and find you years later, um, you know, it's refreshing. You're like, wow, you know, I didn't think he knew about me or, you know, I didn't think, you know, he, you know, remembered me, but you know, he, uh, you know, added me as a friend. I, you know, I request, I, you know, I did the request, not the request, but I did the, you know, accept friendship and, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, you know, now looking back, now that he's gone, I just remember the good times we had, man. Me and him never had any really bad times. You know, we never argued or nothing like that. We just, you know, used to joke and laugh and I was always joking anyway. I just... You know, and I then I, I reached out to a guy after I found out he had committed suicide. I reached out to a guy that was really, really best friends with him. And they were both in combo uh, communication. That was their MOS. They were both in combo together. And um, I reached out to him when I got the news and he was in shock because him and that guy was very close. And then I sent him a picture that I had found on on the brother that, you know, who took his life. I found a picture of when we were in Iraq and he had a picture of that guy with him. So I sent him that picture and he told me, thank you. And, you know, he said he didn't know, you know, it's just. Uh, you know, usually when somebody's, you know, having suicidal thoughts is because, of course, you know, they're going through a rough, 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 rough time in life. And um, the thing is, is that um, when you commit suicide, you've got to understand how selfish that is for other people around you. You know, and the brother that committed suicide who took his own life uh, last week. Today is Sunday. He took his life last week. I found out on Friday. I mean, he had a, he had a, he had like two kids, you know, he had just went through a divorce. And I'm sure that divorce had something to do with it. But I mean, their dad is gone now, man. <clears throat> Anybody. And I've struggled with suicidal thoughts myself, you know, of course, you know, if I wasn't, I wouldn't have been locked up in a psych ward. And at a veterans hospital. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, I'm not ashamed to, you know, speak about that. But the thing is, is that everybody's going through something. And, 
you know, the thing is, is that is suicide the answer? And I'm here to tell you, no, it's not the answer. It's not the answer. We just recently here in America, we had a actor, famous actor, um, soap opera actor, uh, daytime TV actor by the name of Christoph St. John. Um, He recently committed suicide at the age of 52, had all the money in the world. And uh, I knew him very well. Handsome, handsome guy. And but he says, you know, before he took his life, he, you know, wrote a couple of things on his Twitter account. And he, you know, basically was talking about his son and his son back in 2017 uh, was 24 years old. And he was in a California mental health care facility and he committed suicide. And basically, when his son at 24 years of age committed suicide, him and his, um, you know, ex-wife were heartbroken. But he never really, you know, moved past that. And I don't think you really can move past that, the death of a child. But even more than that, you know, suicide. And in his last uh, text, Mr. Uh, St. John, uh, before he took his life, he talked about how he was uh, going to join his son and be in peace. And uh, he took his life. And uh, many people are sad. Many people are, you know, many people are. You know, confused and trying to figure out why, you know, we're living in a world where, you know, I mean, people are trying to get the money, trying to get the bag, trying to get this. But this individual had it all, but he didn't have his son. You know, you can be reaching and and, and getting money and doing this, but none of that's going to make you happy. You know, really, the people that really make you happy, really what makes you happy in life is your children, you know, your spouse, your, your loved ones. People that really, truly love you, whether you got a dime in your pocket or not. Really, that's what life is about. Life goes by so quick. And, you know, you can you can spend your whole life working, 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 trying to make money, trying to make money, getting to the top. And once you get to the top, you realize that you lost everybody who really cared about you along the way. And now you're on the top and you see that that money and that fame that you wanted, it's empty. It's nothing but an empty shell. And with uh, Christoph St. John, he had it all, had many, many things that many people in this life want. But when he found out his son, you know, passed away due to suicide, it, it, it broke him. To the point where he couldn't keep living his life anymore, he decided to to take his own life due to the, you know, thoughts that was going on through his mind. And I'm pretty sure he probably thought in his mind, was there something that he could do to have stopped his son? And um, it all starts with a thought. You know, it all starts with the thought. And even with my friend that just recently just died last week due to suicide, it, 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 it starts with a thought, with a thought. And um, I went through the Bible and uh, was online looking up and I found that there were seven suicides in the Bible recorded in the Bible. I had knew about three of them, but some of these other ones I didn't know. And so I'll talk about them briefly today. Uh, The first we'll go through. um, And these are all in order in the Bible. The first one is in Judges chapter nine, verse 54. And this is about an individual by the name of Abimelech. And so we'll read Judges nine fifty four, and it says the actual verse where he did the act. It says Abimelech called hastily. Unto the young man, his armor bearer, and said unto him, draw thy sword and slay me. That men say not of me, 
a woman slew him and his young man thrust him through and he died. Abimelech, uh, a woman took a pot and threw it over his over his head. Right. And when she threw that pot over his head, he was dying. But he didn't want people to say that a woman killed him. So he asked his armor bearer, hey, man, pull out your sword and kill me so that people can't say that a woman killed me. And uh, I'll read it to you one more time. This is in the book of Judges, chapter nine, verse 54. And it says, Abimelech called out hastily unto the young man, his armor bearer, and said unto him, draw thy sword, take out your sword and slay me or kill me that men will not say after me after I die that a woman slew him. And his young man thrust him through, took out that sword and stabbed him and he died. And that is a, a assisted assisted suicide. And that's Judges chapter nine, verse 54. The next is in Judges chapter 16, verse 30. And this is uh, Samson, one of my favorite individuals in the Holy Bible. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed with all his might and the house fell upon all the people that were therein. So that's Judges chapter 16, verse 30. And Samson uh, was going on a and it was because of the Lord that was with him. But he was killing all kinds of Philistines. And, uh, you know, the Philistines were a group of individuals who were harassing and um, killing of the Israelites due to the Israelites moving into Canaan. And uh, so the Philistines were like, you know, y'all to, you know, y'all taking our land, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. Y'all got to go. And uh, Samson had had some issues with the Philistines and uh, they uh, paid and had his wife killed. And Samson went on a rampage and then Samson ended up hooking up with Delilah, who was a prostitute paid by the Philistines to get him. And then he told her the source of his strength, which was in his hair. They cut his hair. And then they ended up blinding him and then made him a slave in the in this like little place where he, you know, pulled this like cart or something. And and uh, it, it would smash up the grapes to make wine. And he became a laughingstock at the people. But anyways, he asked God, give me some more strength. And he said, let me die with the Philistines. He had incredible supernatural strength. And it says that he bowed with all his might. And he was pushing up against the pillars and this big, big Colosseum fell down and he died with all of those individuals in there that were mocking him. And so that's Judges chapter 16, verse 30. Now, with me personally, I've always felt like Samson didn't commit suicide. Me personally, that's just my personal opinion. Some people say he did. Some people say say that he didn't. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, he said, let me die with the Philistines. And then he but I mean, he, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, that's just I don't know if I'm just biased because Samson, I really like him. You know, when I've read about him in Judges, um, I don't know. I just feel some. I just I just like Samson. Anyways, maybe I'm biased. The third suicide in the Bible was uh, King Saul. And that's in First uh, Samuel, chapter 31, verse four. It says that uh and th during this time, Saul, he was um, he couldn't communicate with the Lord anymore. So he went to go talk with the witch. And uh, that definitely angered God. 
And then he was trying to get direction from God because he was at war with the Philistines. God quit communicating with him because Saul was so disobedient and rebellious and did not did not want to obey God's commands. So he quit communicating with him. And so King Saul was losing it and going crazy. The Philistines were after him. And now we're at a point where they're getting ready to surround him and kill him. So King Saul says in first Samuel chapter 31, and this is verse four. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and stab me with it. Otherwise, these uncircumcised Philistines will come stab me and torture me. But his armor bearer refused to do it because he was very afraid. So Saul took his sword and fell on it. So we see that Saul asked his armor bearer, look, man, kill me, bruh. Because the Philistines are going to come. They're going to torture me. They're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff to me. And look, man, I want a quick death. Man, just kill me. But his armor bearer said, look, man, I'm not going to do that. So Saul pulled out his sword and just fell over on it. That's the third suicide. And then number four, it says that when Saul's armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died and did the same thing. So that's in first Samuel chapter 31, verse five. So it's in the same chapter right after one another. So Saul died, committed suicide first because he did not want to be tortured by the Philistines. When his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he did the same thing. Did the same thing. Now we'll go to the fifth one recorded in the Bible. And this is a brother called Ahitophel. And this is in second Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. And it says, when Ahitophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he went home to his house, to his city, and put his house in order and hanged himself and died. So this is in 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. An individual named Ahitophel, when he saw that his counsel was not followed, it says that he went home to his house. I mean, he went home to his Went home to his city, to his own home, I guess that he grew up in, and put his house in order, put his affairs in order, got his will together. Told everybody, look, man, y'all, you get the PlayStation, you get the flat screen, you get the convertible BMW, you get the toaster. It says he got his house, he got his house in order, got his affairs in order, and he hung himself and died. That's in 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. The sixth individual. It's by the name of Zimri. It says, and it came to pass. This is in first Kings chapter 16, verse 18. And it says, when it came to pass, when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the palace of the king's house and burnt the king's house over him with fire and died. Oh, my gosh. It says, when Zimri saw that the city was captured, he went into the fortified area of the royal palace, or meaning he went into the palace of the king's house. He set the palace on fire and died in the flames. Oh, my gosh. He committed suicide. And seven, the seventh individual, which many people know all around the world, is Judas. It says that he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And Judas, of course, he couldn't. It says right here, 
We'll read in Matthew chapter 27, verses three through four, it says, when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said, I have sinned for I have betrayed innocent blood. And they replied, what is that to us? That's your responsibility. <laughs> That's your responsibility, meaning what? Judas had betrayed the son of God, betrayed Jesus, told them where he was at. And after he did it, what happened? They paid him. But the money just wasn't it, it, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough now. And so he told the Pharisees and he told the religious leaders, hey, hey, he says, I've sinned, man. I have betrayed innocent blood. And what did they say? Man, what is that to us? Man, that's your responsibility. And it says that he, matter of fact, let me see, let me see, let me see. Because I was reading that off of, um, I was reading that off of, uh, let me see, 27, 3 through 4. 27, 3 through 4. I'll read it right out the Bible because I was reading that off the internet. But I, don't, I don't like, I don't like it says, when morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. Lord, have mercy. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Meaning, man, that's your responsibility. That's your problem. And it says, then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. Oh, wow. Now they want to be religious again. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah, the prophet, saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. That, that was prophecy being fulfilled right there in the suicide and death of Judas. Um, so we read through all of these several individuals, these seven individuals that. They all committed suicide. They all died, of course, because, you know, I mean, we, we know of individuals who have tried to commit suicide in this day and time who have tried but weren't successful. But uh, usually if you're, you know, when you when you when you go through it all the way through it, we don't see you again. So the thing is, is that it all starts with a thought. It all starts with a thought. And I mean, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures, man. You know, Isaiah chapter 31, 41, verse 10 says, so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
God says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Meaning what? God loves you. He does not want you taking your own life. Do you think he's happy in these individuals taking their life? Do you think he's happy with the young and restless soap opera star taking his life? Do you think God is happy that my friend just last week took his own life? Because of the pressure and the pain of life. God says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future, not for you to take your own life. God says what? I got plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I have plans to give you hope and a future. John chapter 10 verse 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest. The thief, who is the thief? The thief comes to put those crazy doubts in your mind that God has forgotten about you. The thief comes to sow thoughts into your mind. Listen, every thought that comes into your mind is not your thought. That's what these crazy psychologists and psychiatrists who get their who get their education from these secular institutions. That's what they want to tell you. Oh, it's your thought. We'll prescribe you this medication. It doesn't help. Don't you know that most counselors, psychiatrists, psychiatrists. Oh, my. I can't even get it out of my mouth now. Don't you know most mental health professionals are on prescribed medication themselves? Think about that for a moment. But anyway, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have that you may have. That I may have life and have it to the fullest. Who is the thief? It's Satan and his demonic army. Millions and millions of demons who whisper in your ear and who trick you to think that it's your thought that says God doesn't love you. God saw what you did yesterday and he's forgotten about you. Ooh, don't you know that sin right there? God will never forgive you. The ones whispering this garbage into your mind. Don't believe that it's your thought. It's not your thoughts. Understand, we are in a spiritual attack, especially when you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and become a child of God, a child of the Most High, a child of the King, and you start to understand and, uh, and unlock your purpose in this earth realm. First John chapter four verse four says, "You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who was in you." Is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is that them? You've overcome those demonic beings. Psalm 55 verse 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Romans 8 verses 1 through 2 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. In my last verse, I'll be reading Romans 8, 38 through 39. It reads, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons 
neither present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'm reading that one more time. This is Romans chapter eight, verses 38 through 39. The apostle Paul wrote for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. There's a there's a there's a there's a uh, uh, there's a difference now between an angel and a demon, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation. You know, because angels and demons are created beings. All of the kings, all of the government officials, we're all created beings. He says, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And if you come and given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, understand you have hope. If you're listening and you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you ain't got no hope. I'm sorry. The truth is you don't have no hope. You can put your you can put your trust in everything social media tells you. You can put your trust in your degrees. You can put your trust in your professors. You can put your trust in marijuana, prescription drugs. You can put your trust in cocaine. You can put your trust in sex. You can put your trust in liquor. You can put your trust in you can put your trust in whatever. But if it's not Jesus Christ, you don't have no hope. You don't have no future. And when those demonic thoughts come, you don't have any power to say no. I just. Life is. Man, you're here. You're here today and you're gone tomorrow. This could be my last episode I'd be doing on the sacred hour. But I just want to let everybody know, look, man, I love y'all Christian or non-Christian. I don't care who you are. Understand that Jesus Christ made you and formed you in his image, though, and understand that he gave his life on the cross and rose again on the third day to let you know that he loves you. And he has all power over death, hell and the grave. And he's here to give you a hope and a future and he has plans to prosper you and love you. Know that. But whatever you go through, no matter how hard the life, this life gets, man, don't take your life. Know that people love you, man. People love you. And the thing is, is that with that brother being gone now, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Man. It's just selfish, man. You don't know how you affected somebody. You're like me. I haven't seen you in years, brother. I ain't seen you in years. And to hear the, 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 the passing of you, it breaks my heart, man. But the thing is, is that people say, well, you know, uh, maybe they just didn't know how much people loved them. No, nah, I mean, the thing is, is, is this. Even with me, when I've had rough, 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 rough times and I felt like at times, you know, I wanted to. Take my own life. And I even tried twice. But you know what I thought about? And I told this to the doctors too. You know what I thought about? I thought about. The thought came into my mind. My children hearing the news about me passing. And not it being a natural passing. 
like me getting sick or maybe I died in a car accident, you know, something I, I couldn't control. But my children to 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 hear, hey, daddy took his own life and the look on their face. That's what went through my mind. You understand what I'm saying? Of course, everybody going to be sad. My friends and all these other people, whoop de whoop. But the thing is, is that my kids, my mom, my dad, my wife, they love me unconditionally. They don't, and especially my kids, man, they have loved me whether I had money, whether I did, whether I didn't have money. They loved me whether I took them to Toys R Us and bought them toys or whether I didn't take them to Toys R Us and buy me toys. Even though they was a little mad at that for a little bit, for a little season. My kids love me unconditionally. And that's what stopped me. And the thing is, is that with that brother passing last week, his kids now, I know people grown who their mom or dad committed suicide and it, it bothers them to this day. And one individual I know, one of his parents committed suicide and he battles suicide monthly. Every time he gets angry, every time he feels like he wants to commit suicide. Why? Because of the generational curse of suicide. If your mother, your father commits suicide. That seed is now put in you. And only the blood of Jesus Christ can break that seed. And destroy that seed. Or otherwise. Anytime you get into a bad, 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 bad situation. That's the the determining factor. That's the thought you run to. Well, mommy did it. Daddy did it. And they're at peace now. But that's the lie. They're at peace now. Nah, man. Don't don't listen. Don't don't take your life. Don't take your life. Anybody listening, you battling thoughts. Listen, call this number one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. It's available 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. Just call the number. Help is out here, man. People love you. Even if it seems like nobody else loves you. Know that if you take your life, you're affecting other people. And I'm not saying live your life for other people. But what I'm saying is, is that some people say, well, I, I want to get a glimpse of my funeral so I can see who actually comes. Nah, you don't really want that. Not if you're not going to get back up out that box. I've known I've people that have committed suicide that I've known. I, I know about personally. I've known about maybe let me see. I'm thinking about seven or eight people personally that I knew. And every time I found out a person, you know, that I knew or were friends with committed suicide, it hurt every single time. And it's a different kind of hurt than me hearing about, um, you know, like I said, I just on that same day I found out my friend committed suicide. It was the same day I found out my uncle passed away. It's a different kind of hurt. You know, he passed away due to uh, complications with cancer. But when I found out my friend and I found out that my friend died after my uncle died, I was still trying to process in my mind, you know, the times the memories I time, you know, I share with my uncle. Then all of a sudden I'm scrolling through Facebook. I see he died. I went on this page. I'm like, what in the world going on? <sighs> Man, I love y'all. God bless y'all. 
And I pray that this episode helps somebody. And I'm going to tell the number again. It's 24 hours a day. Call 1-800-273-8255. And if you're a veteran, press 1. And it's confidential support. And I've called the Veterans Crisis Line on multiple occasions. So I wouldn't tell you to do something that I haven't already done. Amen. I love y'all. And let's win this fight together in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, peace.